welcome to the Advance Your Art podcast, where we talk about the journey from artist to entrepreneur and everything in between. You've worked hard to hone your craft. Now take it to the next level with tips, techniques, strategies, and routines used by successful artists to grow their businesses and careers. Now, let's get started and have some fun with your host, Yuri Cataldo. Michelle, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing great, and thank you so much for having me on the show. <laughs> sure, of course. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. It's uh, This is, is going to be great. I'd like to start by asking how you describe yourself and what you do. Yes. So I describe myself as a message strategist, and I wrote this book called The Three Word Rebellion, which is my messaging framework for creating a one of a kind message that grows your business into a movement. And it's really that message that allows you to be known for what you do. It allows you to easily come up with names for like your podcast, your offers, all of the things that we struggle with naming <laughs> when we are in business. But more than that, it allows you to have your audience become the messengers of your message. So I've created this framework that's all based in free writing. It's all about getting your ideas out of your head and onto paper to find that message mm -hmm. and a whole suite of messages that are going to serve your business for the next three to five years. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, well, I usually will jump into your background, but my... But I, I want to hold on one second before I do that, okay. because the, the question that comes to mind is, what if I don't know what my message should be? Um, like I'm indecisive and I just can't think of anything because I'm trying to create the perfect message and, and nothing sounds good. What do you yes. what do you say to somebody who is like stuck in that loop? OK, number one, the perfect message is a myth. <laughs> It doesn't exist. It's like a unicorn. So get that out of your head and finding the perfect message. That's a way we keep ourselves stuck and we don't put our work out into the world. And I also would say that the process is perfect for a person like that because it is about moving past your own ego and all of the things that get in our way to help you find your message. So it's, it's a messy process, but it's still a process that's designed to help you find that message. Because I believe that message already exists. It's already in everything that you've been saying forever at this point in time. And it's just about digging it out and making a commitment to it. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. I, like I like that. So good. Good, messy process. I, that sounds like yeah. that sounds fantastic. So you've also written before this, a couple of other books. So yes. what, so let's actually let's back up for a second. What made you want to create this business and write books? Yes. So I realized, so I am an academic and I still identify that way, even though I haven't been in the academy for many, many years at this point in time. Mm -hmm. And when I left um, the university, I was like, okay, I'm going to go into corporate. 
And then I found out I'm pretty much psychologically unemployable. I tend to be smarter than my supervisors and the bosses that were over me. I would question everything they would have me do. And I realized that they didn't really appreciate that. (laughs) I don't know why not. I know, I know. Having somebody question you at every turn. And for me, it was that realization that it was, I was a, I was in market research and I was doing work that I felt didn't really matter. Like it really wasn't making an impact. And I hated that I had to be at my desk between a certain hours every single day because that made no sense to me and how work actually gets done. And eventually, one of my friends said to me, Michelle, you have all of this great knowledge about communication. You need to be sharing that. People need that. He's like, just start a blog, start something so that you're sharing what you have. Mm-hmm. So I started a blog that was terrible because once again, I'm an academic. <laughs> <laughs> but eventually I found my voice and I think part of me, it's a very natural thing to think, oh, I'm going to write a book. So when I first started the business, I decided to write a book called Speak Up for Your Business, which was all about um, creating a speech that promotes your business and in a non-like non, salesy, sleazy kind of way, like none of the high-pressured sale, selling from the stage type of thing. Okay. So I wrote that book and I loved it. Like, I love the book. Like, it's a good, solid book. It, I wasn't in love with the book. And so I told my husband, I'm like, I'm never writing another book again. Never, ever, 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 ever. And he's like, okay. And then a couple of years later, I was like, oh, I'm going to put together a small book about the speaking business and how to create a speech that's a product. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I'm going to write this book. And my husband's like, yep, you're going to write this book. Because I'm like, okay, cool. So I wrote that book. And I like that book a lot more. And it taught me really how to launch a book. But here's the thing about those two books is that even though I love working with speakers, I will always work with speakers. I myself am a speaker. Mm -hmm. I knew that the work that I was doing could have a bigger impact because I saw my clients use the work we created for their speaking business in every aspect of their business. And I'm like, I'm missing something here, like something really big. And part of it was burnout from talking about speaking and how to get paid to speak and land a speaking gig and write a speech. I felt like I could be replaced by a Google Google search at any point in time. And I just didn't want to do that anymore. And I wrapped a season of my podcast and was just like, all right, I'm I'm done. Like I've said all I want to say about speaking everything. I'm done. And then I'm like, okay, so what's what's next? And that's when the three word rebellion started to emerge um, and the idea for the book. And so, of course, I have this idea for the three word rebellion, which is based on this um, pattern I noticed between social movements like Black Lives Matter or Time's Up or Me Too, being able to summarize what they're about and the change they want to create in just a couple of words. Mm-hmm. And my favorite 
business owners and entrepreneurs being able to do the same thing, like Simon Sinek and Start With Why, Mel Robbins, Five Second Rule, Tim Ferriss, The Four Hour Work Week. They do the exact same thing. And I was like, oh, that's that's an interesting. Oh, that's interesting. And I experimented on my clients with their permission (laughs) and used like writing prompts that come from social movement theory to see if I could help my clients find their message. Mm -hmm. And it worked. And as I started playing with this idea more, I was like, I told my husband, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I think I'm going to write a book about this. And he's like, of course you are. When are you going to call yourself an author? This is what you do. (laughs) And so that's how the three books came about. Now, how I'm finally embracing the role of or the identity of author as well. You are excellent. Sounds interesting. (laughs) Well, so I'm I'm curious about this because you mentioned in the beginning that your original blog was bad because you're an academic and you studied communications like multiple times mm-hmm. and have multiple mm-hmm. degrees. So what is it what is it that you learned about communications in academia that did not translate to the to the wor- the, the real world, I guess, put it that way? And what did you yeah. have to do to get past your academic communications training to communicate better? Yes. So in academia, especially with writing, you are taught how to communicate in a very scientific, dispassionate way. You cite all of your sources. You know, you talk about the the F value of your ANOVA being significant at a certain P. Like it's it's a very technical type of writing and open up any academic journal and there will be some great research in it that will put you asleep in three seconds because <laughs> it's so dense and so like structured mm-hmm. that it just makes for really boring reading. And I've been in acad. I mean, I got my PhD when I was 26, so almost 20 years ago at this point. And when you are trained to write like that, you really have to unlearn it because it's like, oh, I need to cite my sources and oh, I need to like make sure that this is structured properly and I'm using, you know, APA style and all of that. Mm-hmm. And it took about six months before I gave myself permission just to use my normal human voice. And it happened because I went to this event and I saw this speaker and this speaker was something else. (laughs) (laughs) She got up in front of the room and she asked for all of us to stand up. So we're good audience members. We stand up. Then she asks us to clap. So we start clapping. Yay. I don't know what we're doing. And then she says, you have given me a standing ovation and now I must earn it. And I'm like, Oh, man, that is manipulative. Oh, yeah. And, and so during her whole presentation, I outlined this super ranty post called How Not to Be a Motivational Speaker. Like, it was ranty, like what you shouldn't be doing, how you shouldn't talk to your audience. And it was all based on the speaker and mm-hmm. some of the things and techniques she was doing. And so it was one of those articles I was like, ooh, should I publish this? This isn't very professional. But I was like, nope, putting it online, published it. 
And a couple of days later, I got this email in my inbox and it was from, and I was like, uh oh, cause it had the title of the blog post in the subject line. I was like, oh man, I'm so screwed. Mm-hmm. And this man wrote me and he's like, oh my gosh, I loved this article. He's like, are, he's like, do you take on clients? Cause I need a new speaking coach. And I'm like, whoa wow, using your own voice really resonates. Having a strong viewpoint really resonates with people. And he became my first client and he was speaking. Oh my gosh, it was wild. He was speaking in front of um, Barbara Bush's Points of Light Foundation Mm -hmm. in front of the former first lady and all of these celebrities. And that was my first client because I decided to use my real human voice and gave myself permission to just rant and go off and not be afraid to publish it. Oh, that's a, that's great. I uh, so it's funny that you mentioned like the give yourself a standing ovation or clap type of thing. I have um, so I haven't been in a room where someone has done that in the beginning, but I've been in a room where someone did it at the end, and they were like, "Oh, stand up, everyone, take a, a clap for yourself." And I was like, "Well," and and the speaker didn't say why they were doing this, but they were taking a lot of photographs, and I'm like, "Oh my God, this is the most brilliant thing I've seen." Because we're all clapping for ourselves, and I'm using that in quotes. Uh-huh. In, in photographs, it looks like we are giving the speaker a standing ovation. So they have just like made yes. their photographs absolutely brilliant. And I was like, if I the next time I'm on stage, I need to remember to do that. And I have not <laughs> uh, remembered to do that, not because I didn't want to do that, but just because I keep forgetting. But yeah, <laughs> it's funny that someone has done it beforehand. That's really interesting to get, get yeah. someone really psyched into what they're going to say. I know, I know. And and guess what? She never really earned that standing ovation, so I kind of wanted my clapping back. Oh, she's at the bar too high, too high in the beginning. <laughs> so also with this, you mentioned a podcast. What made you want to start a podcast and what is that focused on? Mm, yeah, so my podcast is called The Rebel Rising Podcast and it's really focused on being an emerging thought leader. Like, how do you get your ideas out into the world? How do you make money doing it? How are you a leader? How are you leading your people? How are you leading yourself? Mm-hmm. So that is the premise of the podcast. And I started it because, honestly, I love talking. And when people hear my voice, they tend to resonate. They're like, oh, I love what you're saying. And so it just was such a natural medium for me. Like, for me, it's better. Like, I don't even blog anymore. Like, I just do podcasting and then have the podcast transcribed and clean it up and post it on the website. And for me, it's just this very natural medium. I'm a huge podcast listener myself. I listen to tons of podcasts every single week. And there's just such an intimacy of being in somebody's head. Mm-hmm. And what I've noticed in my business is that when um, all this, when I would start getting um, sales conversations with people from the podcast, those people talk to me like they've known me forever. Like I am their best friend because I have been in their head. So it was just this very natural medium for me to explore. And I'm so glad I did. I love podcasting. Oh, that's great. When did you, when did you start it and how, how, I guess, long have you been going on? Ooh, that's a great question. So it started, 
mm, several, like three or four years ago, but I had a very long hiatus. So (laughs) I started it. It was called the Rebel Speaker Podcast at the time. And it was focused, surprise, surprise, on speaking, of course. And then I was, I did about six months of episodes. And then I was just going to take the summer off, like end season one, take summer off, come back in the fall. Well, fall became the next year. <laughs> so six months went by and I restarted it up and then I've been consistent ever since. So I think I'm at about 155 episodes right now and I do a mixture of like solo shows and interview shows. Oh, sure. Well, congratulations. That's that's Thank definitely you. a feat. So talk to me about how you approach fear. Uh, because obviously mm-hmm. that's something that comes up as a speaker, writer, you know, you thought leader putting yourself out there. How do you think about fear, approach fear? How do you teach people to get over it? How do you get over it in your own life? Yes, that's such a great question. And what was funny when I had this idea for the three word rebellion, and it was one of those ideas that scared the crap out of me because it felt so big because I saw the power of it. I knew that it could be a big thing, like something much bigger than I was currently creating in my business. And when I first had like the download for it, I was exhausted and scared. And I remember being in the bathroom at a restaurant thinking like, why is this idea choosing me? Why do I have to do this? Oh, I don't know. I don't know if I can. And it took me like it took me at least a week to even tell my husband about this idea because I felt like that I wasn't up for the challenge of it because this message is so much bigger than me. And I was just like, I don't know if I'm up for this. Like, this is scary. And what are people going to think? And, oh, my gosh, I'm pivoting my business. Like, this is all insane. And for me, getting past the fear, it's it's not about like. I have to stop my mind from thinking about all the things that can go wrong. That's a very natural place for me to go. Like I'm going to pivot my business and people are going to think the three word rebellion is stupid when I put it out there and everybody's going to laugh at me and like, and, and, and I'm going to live in a van down by the river and, 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 (laughs) (laughs) and so it was all about just taking little baby steps and reminding myself that that's what I'm doing. Like, so at first, you know, I just told my husband and a few of my really good friends about it and just kind of got their feedback and heard what they thought. And they're like, oh, this is so great. Mm-hmm. I was like, OK, I'm going to take I'm going to do another little baby step and I'm just going to do a webinar for my existing community to see what they think about it. So it was just it's kind of like exposure therapy, a very mm-hmm. small steps and letting myself in some ways, feel that fear and not push it away. And realizing that this is part of the process helps me move through it. And also support, like I have great coaches, a great husband, good friends, like all of that. So it's a little bit of the exposure therapy, the taking like the small little risks and seeing how they are panning out, controlling the self-talk. And it's like, I'm not burning my whole business to the ground. I'm just changing. I'm trying this one thing and we'll see if it works. And if it doesn't, I can go back. <laughs> and, just, you know, because I think we we just think like worst case scenario. So really just like taking these small actions and then getting the support I need along the way. Yeah. So you've you've mentioned coaches along your along your way mm-hmm. um, as you've 
started and then grown your business, how has that process been like? Are there were there books that you were reading or different types of coaches that you um, reached out to to help you at different stages or what was that process like? Yeah, that's a great question. So when I first started my business, I really, I mean, I knew some about business because I worked out in the corporate world, but I really didn't know all that much about business. And so one of the most helpful things I did at the beginning of my business, I took um, Tara McMullen, or she was formerly Tara Gentile. Um, I took her 10,000 feet course, which was like really like this business incubator. It kind of gave you, it was like three months long and it gave you pretty much all the information you needed on how to like create your business from business models to marketing and messaging and all of that. And so that was brilliant for me. And, you know, I would, you know, add some tools to my toolkit as I go along, take different courses. But at some, like, I think it was around 2016, no, 2017, I realized you get to a point where business isn't that hard. Like, you know what you need to do, and yet you're still not doing it. And you realize that the big thing that the big thing that was getting in my way was me. It wasn't the lack of knowledge. It was what was going on in my head. So what I did is I didn't do any business coaching. I ended up working with a woman named Tanya Geisler, who specializes in imposter complex. And helping you move past your imposter complex. Hmm. And that coaching was so transformational for me because at first I was like, oh, I don't suffer from the imposter complex. And yes, yes, I do. And one of the big <laughs> things that showed up for me was that I had this tendency if somebody gave me a compliment about the work that I do or how I help them or the results that they got from working with me, I would just let that bounce right off of me. It was just like, it was like, I was like Teflon. It's like, mm -hmm. you'd give me a compliment, it bounced off, off of me. And Tanya really pointed out that I wasn't showing respect or reverence for my own work. Hmm. And that was big. I was like, Oh, I was completely unable to see like how I was contributing to the success of my clients or how what I did, you know, what I do in messaging is so transformative for people because messaging is hard for them where it's not hard for me. Mm -hmm. And I finally was like, Oh, I need to let those compliments land so that I can go forward and lead with my message and help people and get the word about the three word rebellion out into the world. So doing that personal development work, like the year before the book came out was a game changer for how I was showing up in the world. Sure. Mm hmm. So what uh, what do you see in the future of your of your business and your brand? Are you going to be doing another book, perhaps? Are you going to keep you know pushing forward with what you're doing right now, or have you planned that far ahead? So right now, there is no plan for a future book. Well, I'm okay. I do have an inkling for a book in the future, and okay. I know what it's about, but I'm not going to tell anyone yet. Okay. <laughs> but there is something that's percolating. But right now, my focus is on the three-word rebellion. So 
current like this is my my vision going forward and my vision is to take this um to do a group program around the book but more importantly i want to create a like basically a licensing for this so that other people who do messaging work can use the three word rebellion. They're trained in the methodology and they're able to use it so that, you know, it's not just, you know, like I'm the only one who can, who can, you can work with. No, I want right. to train m- many people to be able to use this to help other people find their message. Because if you don't find your message in your business, it's going to always hold you back. And without a good solid process, it's really hard to find. So I want to do that. And the eventual goal of this for me is to sell the business one day and retire. And that's like 20 years from now, not anytime (laughs) soon. But it's just about growing the three word rebellion, helping more people find their three word rebellion so that they can make the impact they want to make. Excellent. Yeah. With everything that you've done and experienced, what would you say has been the best advice that you have ever received? Mm, That is such a difficult question to answer. And I would say the best advice I've ever received is about just following the little nudges that life gives you along the way. Mm -hmm. Because what I've noticed is when I follow the breadcrumbs, and I think about this even when I was in college and I wasn't ever planning to get a PhD, one of the professors in the department who I never had a class with approached me one night and she's like, hey, have you thought about graduate school? And I was like, hey, are you nuts? You you don't even know if I'm smart. (laughs) I've never had a class with you. But because I was open and I said, yes, that led me to getting the PhD. And I see the same breadcrumbs in my life is that we have to tune in and follow those little nudges. Like even with the three word rebellion, I knew that there was something trying to come through. Like I had this message that wanted out. Like I was going to birth something. I had no idea what it was, but I was like, all right, it's going to show up when it's going to show up. And I'm open to it. And I think that is, that's always key is just following that little bit of knowing that we have to see what happens next. Yeah. Michelle, thank you so much for for taking the time to chat with me. I really appreciate your your time on this one. If listeners would like to listen to your podcast, read your book, uh, perhaps work with you, where is the best place they can go for all of this? Yes. So if you'd like to read the book, it's available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble and Book Depository. Just put three word rebellion in the search bar and it comes right up. And then for everything else, I'm over at drmichellemazur.com. You can find the podcast at drmichellemazur.com slash podcast. And also I'm very active on Instagram. So if you want to have a conversation with me, that would be awesome. I'm at drmichellemazur on there as well. Perfect. I will put those in the show notes so they can click right through. Awesome. Thank you so much, Yuri. Of course. Thank you. This was my pleasure. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Advance Your Hour podcast. If you liked this episode, please go into iTunes and give us a five-star rating. And while you're there, hit the subscribe button so that every single time I release a new episode, it will go directly to you without even thinking about it. 
If you're interested in hearing older episodes, please go to AdvanceYourArt.com where you can find the catalog of everything I've done so far, as well as contact information and projects I'm working on. Thank you again, and have a great day.